What's going on, good people? Adrian Homeboy Holmes here to welcome you to the new season of Super Gamer Book Club. New season? Where's the old season, I hear you say? Well, you can find all the episodes of the old season from our original book club host, Zetch, on our Patreon. And you can also find the newest episodes of season two with host me, ding, <laughs> on Patreon as well. Me, Garrett, and a special guest every month Choose a game and we go over it and talk about it in a shorter, more informal kind of setting. It's almost like we're just hanging out and telling what we liked about the game, what we didn't like about the game, so on and so forth. So we decided this is too cool to sit behind Patreon for all of it. So what we're going to do is we're going to take some of the older episodes and put them out on this free podcast feed for you guys. And if you want to check out the new episodes of stuff that we're doing, you can go and subscribe to our Patreon for only a dollar and you get the brand new book club episodes when they come out. That's all I got for right now. I hope you enjoy the episode and I hope you come to see what we have on Patreon. Take it easy and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 15. That's right. We've been doing this 15 months now, 15 times, and we haven't fell off yet <laughs> of Super Gamer Book Club. I'm your host, Adrian Homeboy Holmes. And as always with me, I have to my, well, I guess it would be to whichever side is going to be on the video. <laughs> we're, we're above you right now, actually. So, Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> to my above, I guess, uh, is <laughs> my co-host, Mr. Garrett Morling. How are you doing tonight? Good man. Doing good. Doing good. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me again. I, I know last time, I think uh, you gave me the warning, gave me a, a, a yellow card, said one more strike and you're out. So thanks for allowing me to come back. I appreciate it. <laughs> Not a problem. Just be on your best behavior. And yes, sir. our special guest for this episode of Call Me By Your Game fame. Super NPC Radio's own Mr. Connor McCabe. How you doing, my good man? Gents, I'm doing so well. Thank you for having me. I do want to just tell you up front that this is really cool. I, I, I got a letter in the mail that said that I want a spot on the, the Super Gamer Boys book club, uh, <laughs> but I don't remember entering any sort of contest, so I'm just going to not ask any questions and show up for the podcast. Yes, it just mysteriously stowed up on your doorstep. <laughs> I think we've suddenly just made you the king boo of this podcast. <laughs> Am I going to have to add that to my uh, to my <laughs> Rolodex of names? Your intro is going to get real long on the main, on the main <laughs> show. I'm going to have to find out what the I resident need to... Resident Superstar... What I can... Wait, what was it? The king of video games, resident superstar, and I, I don't know how we work that in. We'll have to, we'll have to workshop that. We'll work on that. But And king boo. We'll just call it... And, and, and king and Adrian King Boo maybe, Holmes. <laughs> maybe we'll only do it for for October. Mm, Ooh, okay. Okay. Very nice. That way it'll that just, be. That just means I need to remember it for an entire year because <laughs> this year's done. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no time like the present to start tra- to start traditions. Though. Yeah. Uh, speaking of King Boo, if that is not hint enough, uh, the game that we're going to be covering is the Nintendo GameCube classic, uh, one of the scariest games ever made. And that is Luigi's Mansion. It is the uh, quintessential launch title for the Nintendo GameCube. Uh, arguably, which 
a lot of people say I'm not going to fight them on because I can totally see it. Nintendo's best system. I've, I've, I've heard it said, not going to argue it because I totally get it. I'm still a super Nintendo man, but I totally get why somebody would say that. Um, Garrett, you got the wiki up. You got any fun trivia or details about the release or development of this title? Uh, I do have a wiki up. Um, I did not have a chance to look over any, any <laughs> facts unless you want to. It came out of May. Sorry, that's not correct. That's in Australia. That's a fun fact. In Australia, it came out of May 17th. I was going to say, there's no way it did. <laughs> Down under, Just they got a time. little later. Just in time for scary June. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man. Um, well, I know it came uh, out in November, right? Because the GameCube came out in November. Yes, correct. So in North America, it came out on November 18th, 2001. And uh, it sold over 3.3 million copies. Fifth best-selling GameCube game of all time. Uh, it's one of the first games to be re-released as a player's choice title on the system, uh, which I don't know if I even... I didn't, I didn't even realize they had like a, a player's choice type thing on, on GameCube. Like I, I know like, you know, PlayStation you haven't seen like those, their greatest those... hits or whatever, but I didn't realize Nintendo even had a thing like that. You haven't seen those blinding yellow GameCube things? The, the spines? No, I don't Disgusting. think so. It's, it's I, brutal. Just like PS2 greatest I got out of GameCube before that happened. Like I had mine oh. for a while, then traded in for, I don't even remember what, I, I sold the thing and traded up for something else. But yeah. Well, <laughs> if you had a PS2, it, it's just like that. Where those, with those bright the, the red, red greatest hits. Or PS1 worst. with those neon green ones. Get out of here. I mean, what? the green wasn't too terrible, to be honest. Like it was highlighter green, <laughs> ooze green. I mean, it, it was turtles it ooze match, green. It didn't match the rest of the, you know, the the uh, you know, the your lineup of games, but it still looked cool. You know, as an <laughs> well, eight year old, I'm like, yeah, lime green. Fair, this is cool. Fair, fair. The GameCube um, too had a very strange thing where they not only had the player's choice yellow, uh, sort of labels. Uh, for for certain games, but they also occasionally would have a bestseller stamp on uh on a case as well, and I huh. cannot tell you what the distinction is between the two. Interesting. Maybe it was different printings to denote different printings. It, it could have been, but it like, seems like those both things should be related as far as like they're both sales related. I would assume. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, I guess uh, one other fact here is uh, this game was remade on the 3DS, uh, co-developed by Nintendo and Grezzo. It was announced March 8th, 2018, and came out on October 12th, 2018. And, uh, and just a little heads up, spoiler, I guess, uh, that's how I played the game. Uh, not originally. Originally, I played on GameCube, but this time around, play on 3DS. Let me just say, not that, not that bad. Not too shit. As did I. I. I played it on 3DS this go around, too. Uh, but we'll we'll get into that. Um, I have my GameCube copy, of course. It's my original launch day, all that jazz. Um, but I was really excited to play it on 3DS because I had never got a chance to do it. And yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, Connor, you played the original, though, right? Yes, I did. Um, I did try and see which was going to be the easiest to get my uh my mitts on and. Uh, they were both equally difficult, as it turns out. I, I, there are some 3DS titles out there that you can still get for a reasonable price under, uh, I think, the, the original sell price, which would have been $40 for most 3DS games, I want to assume. 
Um, but I ended up playing it on the only console I've ever played it on, which is the GameCube. Ah, uh-huh. okay. Yeah, that's right, because you said this was your first time ever going all the way through. You tried it before. Yes. Right? This is a game that I remember coming out. I remember... I was already a Nintendo Power subscriber, so I remember the Luigi's Mansion uh, cover for the GameCube launch, uh, being so excited for it, and never owned it still. This was a a game that friend of the show, Eddie Martin, had in his GameCube collection. Patreon producer. Patreon producer. (laughs) uh, A soulful human. Uh, He definitely had this game, and I remember trying it out at his place, uh, but never getting very far. And then also I had a friend who somehow I ended up with their copy. He's not, doesn't play video games anymore, but I ended up with his copy maybe eight or so years ago. And I also poked around the first hour, but this is the first time I saw the majority of the game. Wow. Man, (laughs) I I cannot wait. Yeah. I cannot wait to, to pick your, but this is your first time too, right, Garrett? My first time playing to completion um, after going through this playthrough. So I, I think I mentioned on on uh, our main show a couple times. It's like, yeah, this is a game I I owned as a child and played a bunch as a child. But I was a dumb kid who was bad at video games, so I never beat it. And in my head, I was like, uh, even as an adult thinking back, I'm like, man, it, I. I must not have gotten very far. Like there's no way I got very far into that game with how just how long I spent on it. And I just remember like playing in circles, essentially. Like I just go to the same like four rooms because <laughs> at least that's what it felt like. But right. after playing through it, I'm like, OK, I, I got further than I thought. Like I got probably a good like halfway, three quarters of the way through it. Um, I just was, you know, those last couple puzzles or whatever. I don't know what it was. Just <laughs> went over my head for whatever reason. But uh, I, I got a good chunk into it previously. And. Um, but it was fun to finally finish it. And uh, mm-hmm. even at the end, like uh, there's they got me with, I don't know if necessarily a twist, but just like the surprise, like the boss fight at the end. I wasn't expecting that. I knew like, oh, King oh. Boo, he's the bad guy. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, what? I guess spoilers for this, you know, 21 uh, year old game. Um, <laughs> wow, uh, yeah. When you when you fight uh, Bowser and I was just like, what? This is crazy. And my son is sitting next to me and he was stoked out of his mind. He's like, dad, <laughs> oh, man, I want to watch you play fight fight bowser i'm like okay yeah come on and it, it was horrible at the same time uh, my wife came downstairs it was like hey okay like we're gonna do your haircut shop and he's her bawling because he's like i don't <laughs> i don't want to get my haircut right now jerry he's gonna fight the chef i'm just gonna watch it, it. i'm like dude it calm we, down we it's all back. right you know what i could look at watch this like 3ds like boom put it to sleep pause come back to it later let's go get your haircut and then we'll beat bowser and he's like, okay, all right. It's like so funny. <laughs> Your son was uh, he got really excited. Right. He was in. He watched me play a lot of it though. Like he would sit next to me while I was playing, like through the whole game. So it was it was a lot of fun. Aww. <laughs> um, one of the things I remember, at least back in my day, uh, where I was when this game came out and GameCube came out. I remember people not being very high on this game, if that makes sense. Uh, because it wasn't a Mario game. I remember that was like one of the big sticklers when when you would read, um, forum post or something like that, or uh, you would see 
different reviews or something you know people who would write their own reviews and they would they would talk about it themselves that was one of the big sticklers is oh it's not mario but i kind of dug that because luigi is not mario <laughs> you know what i mean i don't i don't know right. if that makes sense it's, it's mario he's mario's sidekick no no he's not <laughs> he's mario's brother <laughs> we're not doing this we're not disrespecting luigi on his own <laughs> game episode <laughs> All right, um, all right, next time. Next no, time. but I mean, I when you when you call something a different character, right? Like, this is a Luigi game. I don't expect it to behave like a Mario game. I don't expect to run around right. and, and, and jump on Ko- and Koopas and, and, you know, do all the regular Mario stuff because Luigi's not Mario. And I think people were just used to the idea that, oh, it's a new Nintendo console, so there must be a new Mario game coming. Granted, we did get one shortly after, but... I think that just kind of threw people for a loop that they weren't expecting and they were kind of upset about it. Like almost like how and and I will never let the internet forget this. When Wind Waker first came out, everybody hated the art style. I re- I read so many message boards about people, "Oh, it's Zelda. Oh, look at this kitty looking <laughs> game." Now everybody says, "Oh, it's a masterpiece." I I can't believe how beautiful the art is. Someone out there has to be lying, okay? <laughs> but that's the same thing with the with the internet. I feel like not necessarily revisionist history, but I think people realize that they were too harsh on that game for the wrong re- on Luigi's Mansion for the wrong reasons. And I think nowadays it gets the respect it deserves as far as it being its own title and being, you know, kind of at the forefront of GameCube. But um I've been Absolutely. going on a little long. It's, it's, you know, oftentimes, you know, when we get a little time away from something or after the immediate reaction to something plays out, whether we're reacting to it or someone else, you get time to actually digest it and see Mm -hmm. it for what it is as opposed to um, whatever context it's in, kind of like you're referring to the launch of the system. Uh, Nintendo, the GameCube also happens to be home to a lot of strange pivots in Nintendo franchises. Uh, that were unexpected and a lot of weird titles as well. I mean, the first game you get on the system is a Luigi Ghostbusters game. In Mario, he's you're shooting water out of a jetpack to clean up clean up this town. And in <laughs> Zelda, yeah, when a lot of people were expecting a, or hoping for a more realistic, uh, like gritty art style, since which we did get got, eventually got you know we got Wind Waker and there's. And Donkey Kong, for whatever reason, you play the game with a bon- with bongos. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, a lot of strange, um, interesting, fun choices that we might revere GameCube for now that at the time were definitely met with a lot of criticism and uncertainty, for sure. Mm-hmm. I like to say that um, GameCube was, it was Nintendo's Dreamcast. If that makes sense, <laughs> oh, like yeah. Sega for Sega, the Dreamcast was like to me, in my opinion, it was the height of their creativity. Like they mm-hmm. were firing creatively on all cylinders when they were making Dreamcast games. Unfortunately, of course, the the console didn't get to live out its entire shelf life. But mm-hmm. what we did get in that lineup for the initial run of the Dreamcast was some of the best gaming experiences I think we've to this day gotten from Sega, and I think. It's the same thing from Nintendo. I think 
with GameCube, I don't know if that was the philosophy, was think outside the box, make something incredibly different and creative than anything that we've done before, and just roll with it. And I think, like you said, Luigi's Mansion is a perfect product, a perfect example of them thinking completely out of the formula and out of the box from what you would expect a Mario Brother game to be. Uh, and for me, it worked. Uh, but yeah. I'm interested to hear about what you two you two think. Uh, so either one of you can start. Just uh, top level impressions overall. What'd you think? Yeah, I I think just on the tail end of that too. I wonder how this game would have been received uh, if it had come out October 2002 as opposed to as a launch title, and maybe we got a Mario there or something that would satisfy that big solo Nintendo launch. Uh, that's just a just a thought I have is I wonder what things would have been like. Um, but at top level impressions, this game is so impressive as as a Nintendo GameCube launch title and just a title on that system in general. It shows off so much of what uh, was newly capable with the hardware. And yes, it's so dude. charming. And, you know, it, it set us off on the scaredy cat luigi path that we have today and it really it gave him a personality there's there's a lot that i ended up enjoying about this game uh i think you're onto something with uh yeah if we had gotten like a mario first and luigi came later i was looking up mario sunshine to see when that came out and it was the next year like in august so it was like almost like a year different so like if those had been swapped i wonder if there would have been a little more better reception like okay we've already got our mario game because when this came out everyone was probably chomping at the bit for a mario game and they're like yeah luigi's mansion what the heck is this <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah I, I think you're onto something there where if we, we got sunshine first people would probably would have been like okay yeah cool cool we got a 3d mario game and then like the next you're like oh what's this new luigi this looks yeah. cool oh it's something different o- and my only problem if- would just be like sunshine would be even more unfinished than when it came out initially <laughs> yeah. but but i love well what if <laughs> what if uh, I do love me some sunshine. That's like, I honestly, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I think it's probably my favorite 3D Mario. Hey, uh, truly to each their own, be true to yourself. Um, not a hot take, but a rare not... take. <laughs> what was that? Not a hot take, but a rare take. I don't think okay. many yes. people say that. I don't think it's controversial to say, um, but I don't hear very many people say it. Like my favorite Zelda is Twilight Princess. Woo! That is, I didn't say it was the best. I said it was my favorite. The best, yes. of course, is Breath of the Wild. But my favorite for is now. Twilight Princess. For now, for now. Yeah, you're right. Because Tears of the Kingdom could come and blow it away. Um, But yeah, Garrett, where are you uh, at with it? Yeah, so kind of overarching uh, thoughts here on the game. I, I really enjoyed my time. Uh, it was fun to... Because obviously, like we all kind of had a little bit of nostalgia of this game. We all had played it previously, and it was fun to go into it with that nostalgia and not be just completely let down, <laughs> like uh, Republic <laughs> Commando that we played a few months ago. The Star Wars uh-huh. game that was rough. That was really sad <laughs> to go through that. And be like, oof, this this is a bad game. <laughs> um, and uh, so to come into this and be like, oh no, like this still controls fairly well. Um, again, I was, we, I guess I was playing a 2018 remake, so the controls weren't exactly the same GameCube controls, which I'll be interested to hear from Connor, I guess, how he felt mm. with, with game once we get into that kind of later. But um, on 3DS, it felt fine. There was some weird things missing, like 
uh, it was weird, like to look around having to use a little weird nubby thing on the 3ds. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I wasn't a fan of that. And they tried to add motion controls, but they I was going to really say, did you try either. the other? They, they kind of like barely worked. So, um, like, I'm not gonna say it's perfect, but it still felt good. It looked great on 3ds. It didn't quite have, uh, all like the sparkle and shine and like cool special effect that the GameCube would have had the power to output, but it still like looked surprisingly good on there. And, um, yeah, overall, like I, I was very happy with, with this game, had a blast. Uh, it was fun also playing it alongside my, like let my son watch and stuff. I love how into it he was getting. Like every time he'd watch me, he's like, get that ghost, get him, get him, get him. <laughs> like he was like cheering me out like a little cheerleader. Uh, so yeah, it was overall, I'm happy. Um, because I, I wasn't let down with all like, you know, it's not like I look back on ro- with rose tinted glasses. It was like, okay, no, like, I had a pretty accurate outlook of what this game was like. It wasn't a perfect game, but it was still a fun game. I, and I like the little like spooky vibes of it. You guys know, yeah. I like, I like, uh, I like me some spooky vibes. That's why we do every year. Spooky gamer boys. So <laughs> <laughs> favorite time of the year. Uh, Connor, I wanted to double back on uh, what you were talking about earlier, where you were saying that this was kind of at the forefront of showing off what, what GameCube was capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going over this one with a fine tooth comb on this on this run through, I should say, um, of 3DS and seeing exactly what, you know, what they had to compromise to get it on 3DS versus it versus it being on GameCube. Mm. Um, And while it is extremely impressive that they were able to get it to run on 3DS at all and run decently, uh. I could tell when I'm picking, you know, when you're pixel peeping, you know, you can see where things were cut, like reflections had to be toned mm. down, lighting had to be adjusted here and there, uh, different shadows or different anti-aliasing techniques had to be cut. Yeah. Um, it made me appreciate the GameCube version a lot more just yeah. because of for that time, when you think about really all the stuff that they implemented in that game, it was like unreal like luigi's active reflection in mirrors the lighting from windows coming down i mean granted it was probably baked in but the way that they thought about being able to do that um lighting different uh, hallways and uh just like thinking about like they obviously would have like the gamecube at that time we didn't necessarily have hd tvs or at least they weren't huge yet and so like you're playing on a crt the crt adds a certain like softness that helps certain details actually pop which mm-hmm. seems counterintuitive like oh it's a soft picture but there's more detail but there's there's a difference you look at like these games on the nintendo switch that they're bringing from like yeah super nintendo and then you look at it on the original on the original crt and it's like oh man like it's it's way more beautiful like this absolutely gorgeous on a crt and so mm-hmm. like thinking back to like yeah, the certain like almost realism it had to the look of it on the GameCube that's missing on the 3DS because like you said, not only is the power not there to get those nice smooth anti-aliased edges, but also it's an LCD screen or LED. I'm not sure which one is in the mm-hmm. 3DS, but it's an HD screen missing that certain like softness to help blur some of those lines and add a, a quote unquote like realistic look to it almost or like and, and give it that almost, yeah, that, that spooky, creepy vibe that 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 you get on the GameCube, especially playing on a CRT. So yeah, like it's, it was, it's incredible. Like it yeah, terrible absolutely. to do with that, with that old console. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my, my 
like clearest memories of experiencing this game for the first time is um you know when you go to when Luigi goes to either open a door with a key or uh he'll go to turn a doorknob yes. so in the GameCube one the model for his hand like on the glove you could see like stitching in fabric because they were yes. able to do like such a high poly model on that i remember seeing that and thinking man that that is insane come to find out years later uh i i recently found this out uh the gamecube was actually the second most powerful console out of that generation it was more powerful than ps2 oh yeah mm-hmm. but yeah but it was the discs that held it back because they couldn't have all the same amount of data but the processor in the gamecube is actually more powerful than the ps2 so it was really xbox then gamecube then ps2 but the discs was what held back. That's crazy. GameCube just just because greatness. they wanted to be unique, they shot themselves yeah, in the foot and exactly. they used these. They, they did it before they discs. did it with N sixty four. They could have had discs on N sixty four. They didn't want to do it, even though it was cheaper. And then they said, "Okay, fine, you'll have discs, but they'll be, you know, the size of a mini donut and hold a sixth of the data of a DVD." So, yeah, you you talking about the that image of the. You know, Luigi opening a door and how it zooms in very close on the doorknob, whether he's using a key or just opening it with his hand or like trying to open it and it failing because you don't have the key yet. Um, That is an example, I think, of one of many ways that this game and the developers set themselves up really well to have a very impressive game. This obviously isn't some open world free camera roaming game where you're going to be able to see every inch and nook and cranny of this space. Mm -hmm. But the space that they do allow you to see, they were very deliberate about making things detailed, uh, giving them, uh, making every object in a room uh, able to be like interacted with, which was also something that was impressive. And so, yeah, I mean, while they... I, th- I you could see someone maybe complain and be like, "Well, it's a small game, and there's only so many, so much space you can cover." I actually am really impressed with what they did in that choice to make it a maybe a, a smaller uh, experience, but not just in the scope of the whole adventure itself, which is like, I mean, I think I did it in a little over six and a half, maybe seven hours for the first perfect, time. Perfect length. Especially for us uh, old geezers at our age. Uh, Don't have that much time in the day to play games. It was perfect. It truly was three sessions. I played this entire game on stream, and uh, Adrian came for the second of the three, and I finished it in three two-hour-ish sessions. So it was so nice to be able to digest it. And the perfect game to get asked to be on a podcast for, one that you could actually play in a week. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think it's it's small in size, but it's not small in vision. It's not small in content. I, for yeah. for what we get, it is jam packed. Um, every room feels different. Like no room felt like it was a copy and paste. Granted, they all had like an overall motif because they were trying mm-hmm. to stay within making it feel like an you know an old mansion, but there were long dining rooms there was a a basement cellar there was an attic area like it all felt different it all felt like i was somewhere i was in a room i had never been yet 
And I, I really appreciated that. And like you were saying, every room is chock full of either a gimmick that you had to try to figure out mm-hmm. or it was um, like the best example is the the hidden treasure room when yes, you fall down yes. the chimney from the roof. Yeah, that w- that room was so awesome. Like the whole all the walls were sparkling and everything. But yeah. and it didn't look like any room that was anywhere else in the mansion. But it was there. You know, they Finding- had to think about that and they had to model it and everything. Finding that was so satisfying, too, because it is very near the end of the game. And I had been wondering this whole time, how am I supposed to get into this sealed room with these like wooden boards over it? Like I tried burning it at a certain point once you get the like fire metal. I Mm -hmm. and I was like, well, I guess I'd have no idea. And then you enter it and like by accident off the roof, walking off a plank, (laughs) basically. (laughs) So that was really cool to discover and was one of those, oh, I'm here sort of moments in the game. What what I enjoyed, too, is that then once you're in there and, and maybe I missed something in a tutorial, but I I didn't discover until this room how to utilize the mirrors because yeah. like I'm like, now, how do I get out of here? <laughs> like, it doesn't yes. let you go back up the <laughs> chimney and the doors shut. Like, what, what am I supposed to do? And I was like messing around with stuff. And I'm like, there has to be a reason. Like, it was interesting to me. I was like, oh, this mirror's covered. Or just something's covered. And I pull the cover off. It's a mirror. I'm like, I've been seeing these mirrors all over. Why is there so many mirrors? And finally, I, you know, I was just playing around with stuff. Because I remember earlier, like, Egad was like, oh, scan things. And it'll tell you information. I scanned the freaking mirror with my Game Boy Horror. And all of a sudden, it takes me back to the beginning. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess that's, I I wish I would have known about this earlier. This is awesome. So I, I love that. Like, not only was it cool to stumble upon, but then to like, oh, now how do I get out? Oh, and to stumble upon how to exit as well. I was like, oh, this is so fulfilling. I love that room. <laughs> I also discovered that feature accidentally, even though I've definitely used it in the past. It was, I believe, searching for after the blackout occurs and you're searching for that one ghost that Egad tells you you can only find when the lights are out. And he tells you something about him being in a room with mirrors. So I was looking at every room with mirrors. And I was like, maybe it's this one. And I took a picture of it. And sure enough, uh, same thing happened to me. I was back at the entrance. <laughs> oh, no. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's one more thing, too. Uh, before we move on to the next uh, area, I want to give that team a really big shout out is uh, Luigi himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the decision to to give Luigi this, uh, a lot of people say cowardly, but I mean, if you were in a haunted mansion surrounded by hundreds of ghosts that could pop up on you at any moment with some having the intent to like explode and kill you, I think he's you'd cautious. Be a little he's cautious. I think, yeah, <laughs> I, think you, I, think, yeah. I, I think you'd be a little shaken up. To um, his credit, I wouldn't even go in. I'd be like, no, that's fine. I'm not doing this. Oh, no. <laughs> if sorry, it was my bro. brother, I, I'd do it. And that, that's a, a, a <laughs> foreshadowing for what we'll talk about later. Um, oh, boy. Ooh. um but yeah i love that they gave one of the the buttons of the game is dedicated to luigi calling out for mario i thought that was Mm -hmm. it was it's such a weird but fitting choice because the objective of the game is to find mario uh and i like that it kind of in a way subconsciously lets you know how much they care about each other is that they're willing to devote a whole button for the game to that function just to be try to find Mario with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, him humming along with the music 
and uh, oh, the humming perfect. getting more shaky, the scareder he gets when mm-hmm. when he's in like new areas and stuff like that. I thought that was really well done. Um, just his mannerisms, uh, how he kind of when he when he defeats a ghost, he kind of puck you know buffs up for a minute and has that moment of celebration, you know, and then he gets right back down into oh yeah, yes. I'm in the mansion. <laughs> yep. Uh, so just you know, shout out to them for that. Um, you guys did a really well job, really good job at characterizing Luigi and making him, making the the player want to help him achieve his goal, uh, making him a likable character. Um, moving on to the gameplay factor. Um, how did you guys feel about the the gameplay? How did how it played? Um, I know you Garrett, you mentioned about having to use the circle pad or the what is it analog nub a lot. For, yeah. for controls this was kind of the one i sound like kind of like it was almost a sore spot for you yeah it was just a little janky trying to control the vacuum and just in certain like situations like there's a few ghosts where you need to be a little more nimble with like swinging around with with the vacuum and uh the poltergeist and uh boy it was tricky and i know they because they really wanted you just to use the motion controls but it's like i don't want to be like i'm like sitting on an airplane playing this thing i don't want to be like swinging around the airplane trying to like catch this freaking ghost like just let me move around it's like i guess i gotta use this dang nub um which like i don't know if like i've never owned a 3ds before until this one and it's like stiff as a board like it doesn't move <laughs> like you pre- you press it and things happen but it like the nub itself like doesn't really move i'm like this is really uncomfortable so I don't know if it's supposed to be like that or not, but I'm like, this this is uncomfortable to use. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, you got to break it in. <laughs> I just got to sit there and just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you got to do for like the out. first the first week. Just yeah. rotate it the entire time and then it'll be broken in. Okay. Uh, Connor, did anything come up for you? Did, did it, especially being on GameCube, um, because you have the original control scheme. How did that work out for you? Yeah, I'm curious about that. I really love how this game controls and you it really feels like they gave it gave a lot of patience and time to making this game work with this controller which it checks out it's their like premier launch title um sure it maybe it's a different relationship than the N64 controller to Mario 64 but it feels perfect for this game um you know both for the uh the shoulder buttons that are uh, analog, meaning that you've got a, if people are familiar with the GameCube controller, they'll know mm-hmm. that the L and R buttons are pressure sensitive. So you can press them in a certain distance and, and then you can, it, they will click at the end once you are fully pressing them down. And that, you know, that allows for uh, different levels of suckage or blowage, uh, as I believe the technical terms are. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, correct. Uh, and so that's fantastic, but also the whole control scheme, uh, felt nice and simple and straightforward to me, both with, you know, Nintendo's first ever dual analog stick with the C stick. And I I actually didn't have an issue with it, even though it's a little tiny guy. Uh, (laughs) and then, you know, using other buttons when you needed to like context sensitive stuff, whether it was the call button or the, I guess, interact button or the flashlight at certain times. Um, the controller just allowed for so much, uh, and I, I highly recommend trying it on this uh, uh, with this game anytime. But then again, this is maybe my favorite controller ever, so I'm a little biased. It's in the top three for sure. Yeah, it's so I, I don't think any controller is more comfortable in the hand 
Um, there's just a couple modern things I might tweak to it, but that's eh, a conversation for another day. Fair point. One one other thing, real quick, game, like control wise on 3ds that I did enjoy. Because I talked about what I didn't enjoy uh, was having the second screen and the map right there. Yes. Mm. Oh my gosh, that was so oh, handy. It was Just so be nice. Like, you're playing on the top screen, and you just look down, and it's all touch screen. You can even tap on the room, see what the names of the rooms are. You can change floors, Ooh. like, and you don't have to pause the game at all. Like, you can still keep playing and just see exactly where you're going, where you need to go. Oh man, it was so handy. I was like, this is fantastic. Like, give me two screens all the time. Gosh, the Wii U <laughs> and the 3DS, and probably the DS, blessed us with so much like easy access to maps or inventories. And yeah, I found myself. So often, because I would, I got a general layout of the place, but I'm still would have to refer to the map to know like, oh, is this the floor that the bathroom is on uh, with the shower? Or is this the one below that? Um, Mm -hmm. Constantly bringing up the Game Boy Horror to check the map, which thankfully, I will say that happens so quick. Like you don't have to wait for like a loading screen or anything. It is pretty instantaneous to bring um, your little device up and then put it away. Uh, and of course that device in general is just so charming and, uh, and I love when Nintendo games, when they use a device, uh, that you actually could have in the real world, like a Game Boy Color as, uh, like an, like an equipment in the game. Uh, it was a, it was a bold choice. Yeah. Doing the, uh, <laughs> the Game Boy Horror when they knew the advance was coming out because they yes. really wanted to hold that back that, that much that they were like, nope. Don't tell anybody about the events, even though it's coming out in like three months. <laughs> Just use that Game Boy Horror, that Game Boy Color. And would have uh, been so. out like months before the launch of the GameCube. Right. So yeah. why not just model it? Unless they were down to the wire with, you know, trying to decide what design they were going with. But who knows? Who knows what goes on behind the scenes over at the the old Big N. Um, I want to take a second. And talk about the uh, soundtrack. Mm. What what little there is, there's some there's some pretty good jams packed into this game. Um, mainly the the what what's the what's the word? I guess intermissions in between mm-hmm. acts when they tally up your your ghost that you got for that that area. Oh, yeah, that's a good little a good little jam. Um and the end credits theme, I think, I think works that, really uh, well. The one in mm-hmm. the oh, that's that bum 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 bum. Right, that's the one yeah. that can be between when you yeah yeah. Mm. yeah when they when they're showing like all the the ones that you caught and all the treasure you got. Yeah, that's a yeah. nice little like. Okay, we're back at Egads. We're chilling out. Just vibe for a little minute. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what that that music <laughs> says to me. Um, and then the end credits theme feels like the end of i guess maybe like a like a movie or like a tv show mm-hmm. like it feels like an end credits like this is all over happy ending uh but it still has that kind of scary spooky kind of backbone with some of the instruments that they use in it so i i really dig that oh man um, i wish i would have given a little more of my ear to the end credits because i I I watched the end credits as I finished it, but I think I was doing a lot of talking on stream, so <laughs> I missed it. Is it the same um main theme that you hear throughout the game, but um just with the with a little I guess uh twe- tweaks to it for the end credits? Uh It's kind of a mix of 
it it's it's a mixture of a lot of things because it has a little bit of a Mario Brothers theme mixed in there. Oh, cool. Um, it has a little bit of the main the Luigi's Mansion theme mixed in there, and then it has, like I said, the kind of spooky, almost like there's a little bit of a theremin in there at times. Um, I I don't know. I really dig it. Uh, I gotta I, go I, check I, it out. Uh, do it because. I did love the the main theme. You you've already named a few of the of the different tracks that you get in this game, but for the most part we do get the main theme with different variations, which mm-hmm. we just on, you know, over at Super NPC Radio just did a whole episode on DK64. They do something very similar where it's this main DK Isle theme, but wherever you are, it is not only uh tuned to that environment whether you're in the angry Aztec or the uh, creepy castle. Um, but then it's also dynamic based on whether you're in a cave or uh, the Banjo-Kazooie effect. Yeah. And this game does that as well, can be more haunting at moments. Uh, I think the worse you are doing health wise, um, oh, yeah. it affects Luigi's manner, like the way he's uh, making noise, but also the music as well. So Really good job for doing a lot with a little. It, personally, I feel like that's what this game does well, music-wise. Yeah, to be able to just kind of utilize that same track, but give it new life with depending on what room you're in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like your environment. Like it's so, uh, like you walk into like the baby's room, and maybe okay, now they're adding like little like ding, 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 ding. Oh like yeah, or like like chimey sounds to it, um, and that, or like xylophone type sounds, and then like you yeah, you go into, uh the 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 basement and there's like the the room with like the sewage like the sewer pipe or yeah. whatever and, and it's, it's like a little more like reminds you of like you know oh we're in we're in the sewers of teenage mutant into turtle kind of like more like brruh, 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 like, <laughs> like just mm. gross and dirty and i don't know yeah there's like a grunge to it and it's it's incredible that yeah by the end you're not just ripping your hair out and be like i can't stand this song anymore like to yeah. be honest like i was like give me more variations of along it. and like I'm not tired of it. I, I'm sure there's some people who do, but me personally, I'm like, no, that, that song is a bop. Like I am all about that track. You know, <laughs> give it to me any, any, any flavor you want. I'll take it. I love it. <laughs> I, this is a song too, that outside of the game, I have had in my head since before I even really started playing it for this show. Like I'll just be humming it along like Luigi does in the game just to myself. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so funny. I think, I even was doing that so much that I was with my girlfriend the other day and I noticed she was doing it and she didn't even watch me play this game. But was like, because I had been doing it so much was it's just got in her brain. Yeah. That's fantastic. Oh, I love it. Um, last thing I think we should probably touch on uh, is the, I, I, I'd say there's a pretty, pretty good story in there. Overarching. Um, Luigi somehow uh as as connor was invited in a similar fashion uh received a telegram that he had won a mansion and uh went to go and uh check it out Uh, i'm sorry and mario did as well mario went ahead of him to see what was going on and ended up getting kidnapped because he found out that the mansion was haunted uh and is now in the clutches of whatever, aka spoilers, King Boo, 
uh, is in control of the mansion and Luigi has to go in and save him. Well, it's all an illusion, right? That not that what the professor says? Like the mansion doesn't exist. Like a day ago, it wasn't here. Now it's here, you know, which is crazy too. It's like, oh, that's so like, so interesting. Somehow King Boo is able to break out of EGAD's paintings and then conjure this imaginary mansion and then try to lure people inside. It's like, oh, this is always a crazy it like, like world um, building going on here. I always like to liken it to a ghost house. You know, like in Mario World, when you go to the ghost house, I think it's just like the ultimate version of that. That makes sense. Yeah. I never thought of that. Definitely. it's There's a lot of strange stuff going on, too, with even EGAD's involvement in this whole, whole thing because he's so prepared for what is to come. You know, he's this inventor, this engineer guy, um, mm-hmm. and just happens to have the perfect uh, like weapon for you to use, the poltergust that you have um not only that but like the whole uh the story itself and like how this mansion is there and that it was like created by a ghost who created these ghosts who like i don't know maybe they're able to create ghosts too like everyone you interact (laughs) with whether it's uh one of the standard ghosts in a hallway a boo um or the special ghosts that you get that you put in the paintings um, they have, especially those special ghosts, they have stories and like a whole, which mm-hmm. it makes, which really gives them a lot of personality and makes each one different the way you go about getting them. But yeah, like it's, there's a lot of mystery there as far as like how they got created. Some ghost is a good writer is what I'm thinking. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I, what's to up? be honest, if I, since I played three on the switch, like mm-hmm. I, I, I knew that this wasn't the case but for a second i was almost like yeah like connor was saying the fact that egad like knows so much he has all the weapons like is he going to be the bad guy at the end and i'm like no yeah. he can't be because he's like a good he's guy. actually a, like he helps you in three so he can't be but it's almost like he knows too much he's too good at this like what is going on here he's been doing <laughs> like, it for decades what's that he's been doing it for decades He's yeah, I, I guess the... I guess that's true. He has lots and lots of experience, but still, is, I, was, I was just waiting. I was like, eh, "Is he gonna be the? Yeah. Is he gonna be a twist out of I can here? see how you could how you would get there, though. <laughs> um, I always liken the ghosts, the special ghosts that you put in paintings to maybe they're just other ghosts who happen to be friends with King Boo, or maybe hmm. they, you know, maybe Boos aren't the only form of ghosts. Yeah, in in the Mario universe. So, yeah, it yeah. is the first well, time, as far as I can tell, in the Mario series that there are non, that there are ghosts that aren't like Boo like. Like maybe mm-hmm. these are spirits in the afterlife that Boo is like commandeered to put in this mansion. I don't know. Well, from they they were they were uh, the spirits that uh, Professor Egad had captured in his decades of work. Right, so oh, it's okay. like over his. So that's what it was, and, and but Boo release them from the paintings isn't mm. it i think that's what happened right is so he had he got, had captured king boo and king boo managed to break out and he was like hey i'm bringing all these other guys that you captured with me right um, so that's that's how i understood it at least so it's almost out. like over the decades and decades and decades of capturing ghosts all over the world and then they all got kind of released in this one house so they don't <laughs> yeah it's interesting like they all get mashed into this one mansion but in reality these ghosts probably don't know each other like it's not like they they actually lived in a mansion together back in the day you know there's a bunch of spirits that uh their the only thing they have in common is being captured by uh egad at one some point of them are life. related their afterlife 
I think some of them, I'm I'm sure some of them are related, but that's the thing. Sorry, something just like scraping my air conditioner. Uh (laughs) The the AC was going to fall on my head. The ghost heard you talking smack. Yeah. Saying hi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the big thing that I wanted to talk about uh, in in this game, uh, for me anyway, is the ending of of the the, the game. Um, for me, this is probably in the top three endings um, of a game that Nintendo has uh, ever made, in my opinion. Wow. Um, but it kind of hits different for for me. Uh, because of the way that I kind of frame it, um, uh, uh, don't, 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 don't get back in there. <laughs> was that a tear? Uh, it almost was. <laughs> um, so for, for the uninitiated, um, the end of the game, uh, you, Luigi defeats King Boo and, uh, was able to take Mario's portrait that King Boo had sealed him in and uh, reverse the machine that they used to press ghosts into, into pictures and was able to get Mario out. Um, So it spits, the machine spits Mario out. He has like one of the, the girders over his neck or something like that. And he's like clearly dazed because he's been through the ringer and the camera kind of sits on Mario for a second and then it pans back over to Luigi and it just kind of lets the camera sit on Luigi for a while. And then he starts laughing (laughs) because, because of how ridiculous Mario looks. But at the same time, you start to see tears fall down his face and it's a perfect mixture of relief and being like just overwhelmed with emotion and at the same time still seeing something incredibly funny. Like it's the perfect mixture of emotions to me. Like he was, Luigi was so worried about Mario this entire time. And to finally, you know, realize that your brother is okay. The person you've been looking for that you didn't even know for the majority of the game was even alive. You were Mm -hmm. able to get him back. and just that like overwhelming sense of I, I did it. You know, I, I, I came here to found the person to find the person that I care about the most. Um, and it, I, I know it's a video game. I know it'll never happen or anything like that, but it makes me think about like, what if it was my brother mm-hmm. and I had to go and get him. And it makes me think about like him being in that place and how I would feel if I was able to go and get him. You know, that's kind of why I'm able to connect with Luigi a lot more than that. And I can I, and on that level. And I, I feel that because I kind of am able to put like our relationship in, in the place of Mario and Luigi's in it. It kind of, you know, hits home and it chokes me up every time when I think about it like that. Um, that's really that's really sweet. And it's I just I must have missed the tears. But either way, that emotion is their tears or whether you notice the tears or not. And I would not, it was unexpected for me, for them to show Luigi, like you say, had this this f- enormous f- uh, feeling of relief, but also this release of uh, being overcome with this emotion uh, and happiness for having saved your brother. 
just I feel like they always they they definitely give you some of like oh they love each other they're brothers they're they're friendly um but like it almost is more of like a Zelda move in a way to have like a more of a deeper emotion shown by one of their characters uh mm-hmm. yeah it's, so it's it was that was really cool and he's doing this thing where he's uh I've been in situation like this where you're laughing so hard because it is something is so funny but then another emotion sort of takes over and it's like oh your relief like like overwhelmed laughing and he's crying too it was mm-hmm. it's it's cool i just unexpected yeah. i thought yeah it's so cool yeah. like 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 i mean we and we've said it a few times on this episode is they did such a good job like just giving luigi a personality making him an actual character a person like He's he he has they gave him humanity, you know, he's mm-hmm. not just like this, you know, bunch of pixels that follows Mario around, you know, <laughs> like, oh, yep. no, he he actually is like, you know, there's a little character that feels things and thinks things. And uh, yeah, they did and went a in a place that he would job. He would almost like have rather died than gone in to, to that <laughs> mansion. But that's how much he cares about Mario is he's willing to 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 do that for him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so. two other times as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. well. I think I think after the first time he was like, "All right, I I kind of get the hang of this now." But I mean, the first time, go, the first go around, yeah, I just it's just it's something different. It hits different because he kind of like I was saying, he went in with the idea that I don't even know if this is all worth it, if Mario's alive or anything. I could I could die in here, but yeah. I gotta find Mario, you know. So yeah, um. So maybe not for many people, but this um, this ending really hit for me, um, and I, I rank it very highly among maybe not just um, Nintendo endings, but like video game endings. Period. I think mm-hmm. had they just made it him laughing at Mario, I think it would have been just you know a pretty good um, video game ending. But I think having Luigi cry at the same time gives it a much higher level of emotional intelligence um as far as the the person interpreting the scene and whoever whoever wrote it and decided to do that at the same time um the yeah. only thing that could top it possibly is if guigi cries at the end of 4 <laughs> or if guigi has to save all of them yeah <laughs> with his goo tears oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I said that was, tears. That, relax. That was actually a that was actually a big uh, surprise because Guigi is definitely not in the original GameCube version, correct? Correct. Nope. Right. That's what I thought because when he popped up in the 3DS version, I was like, I'm pretty sure he wasn't in this game. Like, what is happening now? And then I realized, oh, it's a gimmick, so you could play co-op. But that was a little weird. Like when they introduced Guigi, and mm-hmm. I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, oh, also. Get people be to do thankful co-op. that you didn't do that because apparently, from what I've seen, if you play co-op the frame rate just takes a nosedive. Like it's, mm. <laughs> it's nearly unplayable. Um, yeah, I think, I think we've, we've covered our basis pretty well here, gentlemen. Uh, any last remarks or thoughts you want to add to the discussion before we head on out? Yeah, I think for me, just, I want to, um, drive home what I think was, one of the many aspects of this game that ended up making it so fun and engaging for me was uh, the gameplay coupled with 
whatever would be unique about each room and going in there and using a limited tool set that you would have that, that grows slightly by getting the elemental metals to interact with certain objects or ghosts, but entering a room and clearing it out, whether it be of the regular ghosts, like locating, seeing that your Game Boy Horror is blinking and that there's a boo available and chasing the boos with their funny names around. They were so punny, but <laughs> I, I still liked them. Great. Uh, uh, that, and then just, yeah, just there was a thrill and an excitement to catching each ghost. It diminishes over time when you're, you know, used to catching the ghost with 10 health or whatever, but. And then they have 300. Yeah. Oh, gosh, those boos. Uh, the worst. But uh, yeah, I just had so much fun in the challenge of stunning a ghost, sucking it up, uh, avoiding other ghosts, avoiding um, like the the traps they would set out, whether it's a banana or a mini mushroom, and mm-hmm. and yeah, and then getting better over time and trying to hold on uh, to a ghost for dear life. It I just love that aspect, entering a room and just saw, clearing it out, basically. Yeah, very satisfying gameplay loop. It's like, mm-hmm. even though, like, you're literally doing the same thing over the course of like 50 rooms, but it's just, or whatever, like 30 rooms, whatever. Yeah. But it just, it, for me, yeah. Doesn't didn't get, get old. old. Didn't get old. <laughs> Felt good. Well, you heard it here. I'm sure you didn't hear it first because the game is 20 plus years old, <laughs> but definitely give Luigi's Mansion a shot. Uh, it's near <laughs> and dear to my heart and apparently to these other gentlemen's here now, too, uh, having completed their first gameplay. Uh, I hope this isn't your last. I definitely think you should revisit it now that you know what to expect, because now you can look for things that you didn't notice the first time through. Uh, And same for everybody listening. Uh, That'll do it for us for this episode of Super Gamer Book Club. Connor, thank you so much for coming on and being our guest and letting us push you to finally beat this game. Uh, I hope it was worth it. (laughs) Oh, it was absolutely worth it. You, You two, thank you so much for bringing me back. I always love getting to talk video games with both of you, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, you're coming and doing something with us or I get to come and do something with you and truly just grateful to have an excuse to play through this for the first time. I want to revisit this every year now because it's such a short experience. Like, I don't know, maybe my mansion won't be a little house next time. Uh, so thank you for having me. This was a blast. Real real quick. What was, uh, everyone's rankings at the end? B baby. I what got the that? little greenhouse. B? <laughs> a B? Okay. Uh-huh. Now, I like felt like I almost 100% of the game. Like I only missed like a one boo somehow. I got 49 out of 50. Uh, I thought I had all 50. And then when I finished it, I said 49. I'm like, wait, what? I thought I had them all. Um, <laughs> and I got an E ranking. I'm like, what? I had Ooh. I got all the main ghosts. I got all the boos. I got cash out the wazoo. And then they give me a, an E. I'm like, I was about ready to throw a 3DS across the room when that happened. I'm like, you friggin' like full of there, crap piece of garbage game. There are ghosts <laughs> that only appear once in certain rooms that you have to get on your first interaction or they're gone. And I think uh, there's also something to being able to hang on to ghosts, uh, portrait ghosts longer. They might spew more like pearls, pearls. or what have you. There's, yeah, and there's a, might be other stuff I'm leaving out. Okay. Yeah, All if right. you if you um 100 to 0, you get maybe double the amount of pearls that you would normally get. It's tough, but it, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy.
uh you got to make sure you knock on like everything too you got to knock on everything you got to use your vacuum on everything because even the most mundane stuff will spit out a ton of cash out of nowhere um also those gold mice oh they help out a lot yeah i I saw the little gold them or the bats and always try to catch those they're fast Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah i gotta i gotta i gotta be but I also cheated because I, I know where a lot of stuff is. <laughs> um, yeah, that will do it for us. Um, Mr. Connor, where can the good people find you around the Internet or uh, what what projects are you working on right now? Yeah, you can find me if you'd like to follow me on social media. I'm uh, at Insta- or I'm on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Connor underscore McCabe. I've also started to stream a little more recently so if you want to come watch me play video games like i played through this whole game i'm at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69 and that's c-o-n-z uh and then yeah like uh adrian promoted at the beginning of the show check out my podcast call me by your game it's a show where i sit down with someone and hear from them about a meaningful video game from their past it's a it's a little bit of a biographical show from the person i'm with uh both of these lovely gents have been on before two great episodes uh and we're we're doing a lot there and through there you'll find super npc radio where we do a bunch of other stuff but yeah that that'll do it for me rad uh i guess i guess you could tell people where they could find you garrett even though they see you here all the time they're sick of me they're absolutely sick of me um you can find me everywhere at g morlang and uh, obviously on our main show, go listen to that. But also, also, also go listen to Super Dungeon Boys, our D&D podcast we've been putting out all month. Go follow that. You can watch it on YouTube. Uh, but honestly, it's it's more designed with audio in mind. So you can just listen to the podcast and get the full effect there. And uh, it's still podcast feed. So search Super Dungeon Boys. And uh, yeah, that's been a blast to, to produce and and put together and uh i'm getting ready to finish up editing the final episode i think it's going to be about a six episode run episode five is out currently for patreon supporters uh episode four is out for the public um but yeah this weekend the last episode will go out to patreon and i'm excited to hear what people think uh i haven't it's weird like we keep like putting trying to put feelers out there and like no one's really responding and saying anything other than like i have like two buddies who are listening to it but i'm like hey what are people thinking it's like nothing so i'm waiting i can't wait for the end i can see people are downloading and listening so i'm like all right let's just get to the end and see what kind of feedback we get it'll be hey man what they say (laughs) that's fine i did it for us uh that that campaign yeah it was a blast to play (laughs) that campaign was fueled by delirium because it was finished at like 2 a.m so that, yeah. I get, I would say that added to the creativity, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Yes. Uh, sure. You can find me any and everywhere online at Homeboy. That's H O L M B O I. And of course, you can find me along with Garrett and JJ on our normal Super Gamer Boys podcast. And that will do it for us. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, what's up? Are you going to announce next month's episode? That's what I was just getting ready. Hey. Uh, so. For our next month, we are doing the uh, second pillar in the Super Nintendo Entertainment System Holy Trinity. We are partnering up once again with the Nintendo Cartridge Society to cover The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Oh, that's a bombshell news announcement. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. Yes. Yeah. We already did uh, Super Mario World. That was our first one with them. Yeah. And then now we're going to do A Link to the Past. And I can't think of anybody else that I would rather have for that than the Cartridge Society themselves. Oh, wow. Can't I'm wait. I'm so stoked. I'm so, so stoked. Because I have Deanna, never played this game. I've never, I don't think I've ever even touched yes. it before. So I am excited to fire it up on my oh. Nintendo Switch and uh, hopefully get through it in the next oh, month. Baby. We'll see. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you think. Oh, this is a. I know you've heard people talk about it, of course. Oh, yeah. I've only heard incredible things. So we'll see if that, uh, yeah, kind of <laughs> ruins the, the experience, makes it better. You know, I, I just got to remember, okay, no, this is, I need to form my own thoughts, my own opinions, you know, not not based on anyone else's. Don't but let, I, yeah. I, I am excited. There's a lot of hype going into it because of that. Yes. I'm, I'm stoked to hear what you think. Um, yeah. So look out for that. Uh, the end of next month, we have to figure out how to make that work. Because it is also Thanksgiving time. Yeah. Thanksgiving, uh, Spanksgiving, you know? Yeah, Spanksgiving. <laughs> Says <indeed>. you. <laughs> <clears throat> but I'll say, how about this? Look for it sometime in November. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. Yep. Well, you'll uh, get not, it eventually. How about that? <laughs> no, don't do that because it will never bring it out. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, we will see you next month. Be good and get started on Link to the Past so you can cover it with us then. Take care. We're out. Peace. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with us. I hope you enjoyed the episode. As a reminder, if you want to catch any of the new episodes the first Friday that they come out of every month, you can find them only on our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash supergamerboys. And don't forget to check out our main episodes, too. Those are uh, pretty cool, if I say so myself. All right, we're out of here. Peace.